Hello and welcome to another Tag One Team Talk, the vlog and podcast of Tag One Consulting. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director of Tag One, and today we're celebrating and looking back on 20 years of Drupal. Tag One has a long and proud history of contributing to the platform, and we're meeting with members of our team to discuss their history and participation in the community. I'm joined today by Fabian Franz, I've known for a very long time. Fabian, can you give people uh, just a really quick overview of your current role in the community and, uh, you know, 60 seconds, some of the big contributions you've made? Sure, of course. So um, first, let me say I, I love your Zoom background. It looks very authentic. <laughs> no. um, so my name is Fabian Franz. Right now I'm a Drupal 7 core maintainer. Um, I've brought Twig into Core, uh, the original patch. I've um, worked on the uh, caching system and uh, Drupal 8, 9, etc. is powered by a dependency injection container I wrote. So those are pretty much the biggest contributions. Besides that, I did a lot of contrib work and other things, but core-wise on Drupal, that would be the largest ones. How long have you been a part of the Drupal community? Uh, and do you remember uh, how you first heard about Drupal and why you decided to start using it? Sure, of course. So I've been a member uh, since 2009 and actually Facebook got me into it <laughs> because um, at the time um, there were lots of websites that wanted to add Facebook Connect. And before I'd been working in Brazil on something completely non-web related, um, which was remote desktop computing. So um, more C++ stuff. Um, and um, the only uh, website we there had were uh, a Java ORM, which was freaking complicated to spit out some web things. <laughs> so, and at that time I, I had a friend and um, they um, needed someone to do this Facebook integration with this thing called Drupal. Never heard about it before. Um, and um, I started doing it and it was pretty simple because, well, it's just code. So you read it, you do it, you look at Facebook's APIs and so we integrated it. Then later we did some maps and Facebook applications and so I got more and more into that. And then I had the idea of completely Porting the Drupal 6 site, I did these um, Facebook integrations into Drupal 7, and let's say the project got a little bit out of scope on <laughs> <laughs> the budget I had planned. But I learned a lot about it, uh, about performance, about um, how to do um, even um, like real-time updates, like we had a, a, a search for, for flights where it was updating in real-time whenever the the engine at the back end came back with a new one, so it was updating it then pretty advanced for that time. Yeah, and so that's kind of how, how I started with it, and then, yeah, and then I did some things and things didn't work, and so um, then I fixed things, and because I'm was used to being open source and, and everywhere uh, from my history with uh, live CDs, Linux live CDs, Nopix, and other things before. What did I do? I just contributed my code back and discussed, hey, couldn't we do it like this? And so I contribute more and more. I think one of my first patches was actually to, um, to uh, some geography-based modules like location and so but I don't remember anymore. I just remember I interacted with Brandon B. Dragon at the time. <laughs> that was 
who is now a colleague of mine. Um, and so that was uh, pretty cool. You talked about one of your most major contributions. Is there something that you're most proud of? Um, so, um, um, I think most proud, I'm still about that Vic patch. And I think it's because it was the first, it was committed live at bad camp. And it was like, um, at that moment, it was a feeling of, um, me and Jigs against a lot of the other community members that were like very concerned about performance, etc., like that. Uh, where in the end I've written a, a whole framework for automatically profiling the performance of single pages in Drupal. Uh, it's a very interesting method of finding the minimum, <laughs> which by now I would probably use more on average, about 100 runs and not the minimum. But at that time I was um, pretty much um, of the idea that um, the minimum is what, once I found it, then I now exactly that this is how fast it can go in theory. And yeah, with thousand runs, it's generally possible on not on dedicated hardware. It's not possible on the cloud, but on dedicated hardware to find the minimum. And so we did that and yeah. And um, to get trick into Quora before feature freeze, which at the time seemed inevitable, later it was delayed for official initiatives. But yeah, that was a, was a big, big thing. And so, and then also later, um, it was true community spirit at uh, DrupalCon Portland, where essentially um, CMOS taught other CMOS how to do profiling and we profiled every single template in Core till we had the numbers and, and were sure where we could do this and we wouldn't regress as much. And that was nice. Wow. You talked about, you know, changing the minimum to the average. Um, and you talked about how you've learned so much over the years. Is there something that if you could go back, you would completely do differently or change or not do? Um, it's a little bit hard to say. Um, the, the thing that I would have done, um, but that was not in my control, obviously, but I think, um, Drupal 8.9 should have been its own uh, product, um, like call it the next drop. And um, Drupal 7 should have continued in a long-term support like fashion as it, its own project. Then backdrop would have never happened. And um, uh, people could have continued with a steady platform or use a shiny new thing. And they would have had the choice. That is kind of the, the change I would have made that was never in my control, but um, I think that would have been the most harmonious way in, in hindsight. Yeah, the transition from seven to eight has been uh, challenging on many fronts. Uh, eight is essentially a, a different platform in, in, in every respect, so, or most respects anyway. Um, all right, favorite and least favorite feature of Drupal? Which platform? <laughs> Any of them. Is there something where you're like, wow, this is one of the best things about Drupal um, and, you know, something that really drives you nuts? So I think um, the best part of Drupal is um, 
is in a way for me right now it's maturity um because it's a it's a also from from a Drupal 7 maintainer standpoint the maturity it's a very proven stable platform there's still some security issues here and there but there's nothing break the bank right now and um stability and 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 maturity is is a is a nice thing there's also a lot of things those original authors of the of the evolving platform thought about and um i like that a lot i also like from the new newer things like the drupal 89 i like the um the new and shiny features like that um yeah what i dislike the most isn't a feature or a thing per se so you could say that i still think the theme system needs a complete overhaul uh, in a new component-based world um and might consider speaking about that at drupalcon again um but um what i dislike the most is the idea that we put within drupal layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer so especially with drupal 9 i think we as a community tended to have a, um, a point of like before we were all this procedural code and now we need to be the perfect object-oriented abstraction code and um i think a good balance between the both would personally be better um, because um, if you over abstract too much you land like in java world <laughs> if you just write procedural uh, and in the java world that was not as successful as people hoped um, and if you just write procedural code it can happen that you land in spaghetti land real quick so um, you have spaghetti on the one side and you have over abstraction with layer upon layer upon layer uh, on the other side and a drupal especially is in my opinion prone to too many layers and i think the big challenge for drupal 9 10 11 whatever is to peel away layers to introduce new apis that are however much more flat that are also radically stripping features and are only catering to the 80%, but do that in a fast and efficient way. And not to add layer upon layer because we have these old layers and now we add new layers upon and uh, et cetera like that. And um, I'm pretty happy in that we have like a perfect caching system in Drupal. I think the challenge, especially regarding new things is, is coming towards um, a, really improving the speed and you can't improve the speed if you don't reduce complexity it's physically impossible if you have a call stack of 1000 things um, if you can cache after 10 that's wonderful but when you're building the cache you still have this call stack of uh, 1000 things and i think that's not necessarily necessary here we come back to my thing with team system why are decoupled drupal sites so 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 um liked where there's so much because they reduce complexity you have one api point they create queries for example via graphql you can very well control those database queries a little bit and you have this one point and you don't have to deal with all the complexity of the page request of the um, of the flow etc like that you've cut off all the layers essentially and by doing that um you've reduced complexity and so decouple sites can be faster in that um so yeah that was um one of the points here so drupal's history has long been driven by or should say drupal's success 
has long been driven by innovation. I look back to, I don't know if it was four uh, or four or five, I think it was four, uh, Marco introduced taxonomy, for example, and that was radical at the time. You know, delicious tagging really wasn't a thing yet. You know, that came shortly thereafter. And a lot of people adopted Drupal at that time because of taxonomy and what it offered. Uh, does anything stand out to you as a feature that was a catalyst for the success of Drupal? Site building. Drupal had no code before no code was a movement. Site building is essentially you give a site owner a site, they can build with it, and they can do so much with views, with layout builder, with fields. You can create whole structures without knowing anything. My sister um, was able to create a create a little site with fields and everything completely by herself, just by by creating those fields like that. And that's also why I think it's it's a little bit of a shame that this site building experience kind of ends at the seam layer, <laughs> because my dream is that we have components where that you can configure via the UI as well, that you can preview, that are still simple. They don't contain much business logic. They're just for display purposes. And you can preview them and we take the experience kind of all the way from the field system, the entity system, down to the theme system. You can build everything yourself, but you're not like restricted like a Squarespace where you have like layouts and then you drag things around. That's nice and shiny, but take Tailwind or things like that. Many people that can't do CSS, they can do Tailwind. They can understand it. Um, they can use this utility classes and you can put them on Layout Builder, for example. But I think you could, could easily add every field. You could add those classes. You could have components for those fields to configure them differently. And I'm not speaking only of templates. I'm really speaking about um, about a UI where you can configure all of that on the fly. And there might be some contract modules out there already doing parts of that. Um, and I think um, that is, for me, the next step. Um, the other thing um, in terms of innovation um, is um, I think Drupal has always embraced things like jQuery early. With Backbone and underscore, underscore still around, backbone a little bit <laughs> gone away uh, over the time, but it was a bad, that bad didn't turn out. The bad on jQuery was big. But one of the things that, um, and again, this comes back to reducing complexity. Um, and, and here we have again, this these two worlds of people. We have on the one hand, the, the people that like no code, that are site builders, that would like to, to not deal with Git and all of those things and Composer. And they just don't want, they want a site, they want to build it, they want to download a module, they want to install it like that. This was the, the in a way, a little bit of the old way of Drupal. And now all this enterprise shiny things came and there's still a lot of done. I mean, Layout Builder is great for site builders. It's fantastic, even though it was built a little bit enterprise focused originally, um, because those are also large users of that. Um, but um, I think we shouldn't leave the small people out of that. And and um, so and the problem is now if you if you want to be like Laravel, okay, that's fine. You can be or like Symphony, you can be. But then 
go completely through it. Then say, we don't have runtime configuration of modules anymore. You need to do those changes here. But right now we are in a weird hybrid where some things you can only do on the code base and you cannot do it as a side build anymore because so many people push for it for this more being an application. And then we have other things you can still do as a site builder, but maybe shouldn't do. And this creates this little interesting uh, conflict. Maybe Drupal needs this conflict. I mean, conflict between a large core and small core and API application was always there. And in a way also the, the effect of um, what do you configure statically in the code? What is dynamic in the database and how do you uh, combine those two? But for me, the vision of Drupal and what made it great is this site building role and less the application role. Because if I want to build an application, I probably more use Laravel. If I really want the rough things, the rough queries and the, the, the rough edges of it. But if I want to use the entity system and this site building approach where like in a Drupal 9 site, 90% of the code is essentially configuration, that's great. I, I couldn't agree more. Site building has been uh, a huge thing for Drupal. Um, I, I wish, you know, there was more of a no code you know, promotional aspect that people talked about it more in that context. And, and I agree, extending it in, in the fashion you describe would make it even more powerful. Um, all right, so I'm going to give you a magic wand. Now, if you were to wave this magic wand and you could make Drupal do anything, uh, you could add a killer feature, you can change, you know, whatever you want, what would it be? I would add... Um... P-React to Drupal in the same way we've added P-React and HDM to Drupal in the same way we've added jQuery. And I would make it really simple to write components um, that are working on the server, on the client, that make it really simple to embrace React without having build steps, without adding complexity, to make using React as simple as, um, as we use jQuery to maybe I would also add LP into it, just have that available because it's fantastic. It's great for, for many things. You just want to do a little bit of things like show a widget here, show that there. But this is how I would think. I would not put the enterprise React in it. I would a small little P-React into it and allow people to write interactive sites without knowing much about it. And then I would gradually take the admin experience, take the Drupal 9 toolbar, rewrite it in P-React, just put out JSON structures for those admin tools and drive Drupal with that. Not a headless approach where I need to write an API, but an approach where essentially Drupal is producing not a, not a, not a graph of, of, of templates, but Drupal is producing data in various buckets and this data can be consumed by front-end and backend components alike. This is what I would change. Awesome. What's been your favorite part about uh, being uh, part of the Drupal community? Uh, Drupal Com Portland. <laughs> this is like a community spirit, just um, introducing Twig to the community as a great thing. And I still like Twig. I mean, that that's not the point. When I speak about new component systems, you could implement with Twig, you could implement with something else. Um, in the end, um, a lot of the complexity we inherited is not inherent to Twig, but inherent to Drupal. 
And I, I would like to make Drupal as simple as, as writing React applications decoupled, but without all the overhead of, of um, decoupling. So um, Drupal Comportland is beginning of giving the CMOS back a voice, um, a complete, uh, an initiative not built originally by by um, an official initiative, but an unofficial initiative that only came to life because people believed in it, Morton believed in it, Jen Lampton believed in it, Chicks believed in it, and Chicks wrote on his blog and trying to help out. This is how I came to track. Uh, Chicks wrote on a blog and tried to help out, but I, I've rendered this roadblock here and maybe someone can solve it. And I was like, problem not solved. That's for me. So yeah, that's just my my favorite experience in the community. When you first got started, I mean, today there's probably too many people to thank, but when you first got started uh, and were introduced to Drupal, is there anyone that stands out as someone who, you know, uh, helped you a lot, helped you get started that you want to thank for sort of indoctrinating you or helping you get up and running with Drupal? Sure. Um, yes. Um, the first person I want to, um, uh, thank is catch Nathaniel catch pool. Um, I mean, we have a shared interest of performance and so over the years we've worked closely in improving performance. Um, he's a core committer and he was already a core committer when I tried to bring trick in. So it was fine. And he, he essentially mentored me a little bit on the process of what to expect, not to expect, um, um, he also brought me to take one, which I'm totally grateful for. And um, the other person would be Chicks, um, who um, who was like um, discussing with me in the in the uh, in the issue queues and um, lot of things in that. Um, so yeah, that would be for me the most two influential people of the Drupal community that come to mind. And then the next persons would be Morton De Cage and Lampton. Um, all those people in the Twig Initiative, um, uh, Scotza, is the, <laughs> hope I spelled this right, C-O-T-T-S-R-E-R. -E um, and um, yeah, more in, in a way, I thank the Twig Initiative uh, a lot and all the people involved there because it was great. I mean, later I've made friends with Alex Pott, uh, Krell, um, learn some other perspectives of how you could think, see things. But um, I think the biggest influence still was catch and sick chicks at the beginning. Awesome. Fabian, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to give us a walk down memory lane. Uh, really appreciate you joining us. Thank you for everybody uh, who listened. Check us out at uh, tagone.com slash tagoneteamtalks. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Awesome.